Welcome to King's Place Podcasts. I'm Helen Wallace, and I'm joined today by Nicholas Collum, Principal Conductor and Artistic Director of Aurora Orchestra. And we're here to talk about the next instalment of Mozart's Piano, the five-year project that takes in all 27 of Mozart's piano concertos. So, Nick, can you outline your approach to programming the concerts? Well, this is what's fascinating about the series and why we were so attracted to it, is, of course, you... Um, necessarily you get a a sense of the chronology of Mozart's life and how his works mature and how his compositional style changes Um, all it must be remembered within a very short relative space of time because of course he he died pretty young and and with Mozart I think there's a very strong connection between his early works and his late works um, less so in in a composer perhaps like, like Beethoven but with Mozart you can absolutely see every cell of this early material how it works out and how it becomes mature music now we uh, play numbers 8 to 12 they get longer more substantial um and certainly uh more of him more himself you know a lot of the early the, the very first concertos are homages or actual um reproductions of music by the composers uh, that he sort of orchestrated uh, and now we start to see little bits of the Mozart genius that, that we know and love and became so important to the, the piano concerto genre. Most importantly, probably in his ninth concerto, which is called the, the Jeune Homme. Yes, which you're going to be starting with, with Imogen Cooper. So tell us about that particular concerto. As with so much of Mozart, uh, but particularly with the piano concertos, he owed writing them to specific rich patrons from uh, from Austria. And... Um, there's a fascinating story, actually, he writes about in one of his letters uh, when he's, he's forced to play the, the eighth piano concerto that we'll play within this year. Um, he's forced to play it with a, a rich aristocrat uh, who's terrible at the piano. And he writes an amazing letter talking about how um, he plays it, uh, you know, he plays the presto, prestissimo, and everything too fast, um, uses expletives that I couldn't possibly... Uh, reproduce on a King's Place <laughs> podcast um, and and writes really insightful comments about how um, performing um, at sight like this and in such a rush has nothing to do with, with music and how music needs space and time, which is a really uh, insightful um, glance into how he might have thought of music. None of these concerts have you taken from the same starting point, in a sense. I mean, you've got your... F- your five concertos, but they're all coming at coming at Mozart from very different angles. And I remember you said something last year about you were almost imagining what would what would Mozart have done if he'd had to curate his own series. And this concert with Imogen, what's the sort of theme of that? Can you just take mm. us through that? Well, the, uh, um, it's just a, a, quite a fortuitous moment because Robin Holloway, the composer, got in touch with me about a year ago mentioning an arrangement that he wanted wanted to do of Schumann's canonic studies but I couldn't believe it when I listened to it I thought this is just you know I adore Schumann and it sounded like music from heaven and Debussy arranged them for a piano duet which sort of extends the range of it and and Robin has um, turned this into a chamber orchestral piece uh, and and it looks I mean no one's ever played it so it looks absolutely beautiful on paper and I thought it was the perfect thing really to go um, with the Genome Concerto, something about the sound world of, of Schumann and the fact it comes from a pianistic background, this piece is, is so beautiful. Um, and to go with it, Beethoven's Second Symphony, which 
sort of contrary to how it sounds, was written just at the moment when he was starting to realise his deafness, um, prior to the Heiligenstadt Testament, where it all comes flooding out. Uh, and and there's, I think, it's it's such an extraordinary symphony, um, so much wonderful jubilation, and and yet it's not quite breaking the the ground that Eroka goes on mm. on to break. Uh, so I think within the confines of, of King's Place, with in, in the relatively small hall one, it will sound very exciting. Mm. And the next concert you've invited Shai Wozner, the American mm. pianist, to come, and this very much reflects the virtuoso pianist. Mm. Um, but some wonderful music here yeah. from Nan Caro and Ligeti, and very. Diverse, a very different kind of sound world. Yeah, I recorded last year the Ligeti Piano Concerto with Shai um, in Denmark with Danish Radio Symphony Orchestra, and he uh, he was just phenomenal. I mean, it's such a difficult piece, and he plays it incredibly well and beautifully. And I thought we've got to do that piece here. It's going to be really exciting to do that um, in in Hall One. And he's such a versatile performer that I thought wouldn't it be nice to have him actually sort of within the ensemble showing off every aspect of, of what a pianist can do. So as a soloist, he'll be playing Philip Glass's Mad Rush um, and a Chopin Mazurka, which will sort of go together, rather beautiful uh, combination. Um, as a chamber musician, he'll play Mozart's 12th piano concerto, but in, in Mozart's own arrangement for string quartet and piano. Uh, and then as a, a member of the ensemble, he'll play Hindemith's Kammer Music Number no. 1, um, which has this wonderful cartoonish piano part in the end and it's it's great fiendishly fast virtuosic music hopefully making the Mozart feel um, like an extraordinary oasis of calm (laughs) amongst uh, these virtuosic pieces and then we come to Sarah Connolly's uh, I say Sarah Connolly's concert that sounds odd because she's a mezzo-soprano she's singing Das Lied Lied von der Erde Mm. And then you're putting that with Mozart's number 11 mm. concerto. Yeah, well, so the 11th, the 12th and the 13th concertos were when uh, Mozart had gone to Vienna um, and settled himself there so around 1782. And uh, they're the first little Vienna concertos. And, and actually, he arranged all of them to also be played potentially with um, as a chamber of groups, so a string quartet and, and piano, which works really beautifully. And the Vienna connection is, is a lovely one and relates to uh, Mahler's great work, Das Lied von der Erde, which was written just um, the same year or the year after Mahler had this terrible um, year in Vienna. Um, just as Mozart was having a good year in, in Vienna, Mahler had, had not a good one because he lost his daughter mm-hmm. and um, I think also his job as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he um, wrote Das Lied von der Erde as, as a kind of song symphony. Um, and we're delighted to, to have Sarah Connolly and Andy Staples, um, the, the tenor, singing um, the two solo parts with us. And it's an arrangement by Ian Farrington, our composer in residence, that we've, we've um, performed uh, quite a few times before, never at King's Place. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, version of it, which, which in in the mould of the the Schoenberg arrangements of Mahler from um, the early 20th century, reduces uh, this huge orchestra back to 15 players, and um, it works so well. And now we come to a very starry event uh, in the autumn with the Lebec sisters coming to do the concerto that was written number 10 was written for Mozart and his sister to play together originally. Um, 
there's a really neoclassical feel to that program. And we're thrilled to have the Lebecks with us, um, who are you know the most well-known piano duet um, there is, and they've played this piece many times. Um, and to have them play in such an intimate setting would be just great. Um, the most neoclassical work of the classical period, <laughs> I think, was was Schubert's Fifth Symphony, which is it's almost like a a reworking of Mozart's G minor, the 40th mm. symphony, in structure and harmony in so many ways. Um, and and yet it's pure Schubert, and it's a glorious, glorious piece. It's so, so beautiful. It's uh, sort of the quintessential happy Schubert, in a way. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't get more um, crystalline in its natural beauty than, than that piece. Mm. And then lastly, we come to your, Chris, as it were, Christmas concert with the number eight piano concerto and Mozart concert arias. It just felt to us that we wanted to actually do something which put the Mozart in context because, you know, we're trying to look at the piano concertos from all different angles and, and one obvious angle is to look at it with his other music. Mm. Uh, and some some music from the, the period or nearby and actually the 29th Symphony, which is the A major, um, which is one a lot of people could... Hum. Uh, it's a relatively early piece, and it's it's absolutely wonderful and a piece we've never played at, at King's Place before. So it'd be nice to do. So you'll be doing uh, the the eighth piano concerto with full orchestra. Yeah. In that concert. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and exultata jubilate with uh, soprano Sophie Bevan, and then one of my very favourite bits of Mozart, which is the concert aria, which he wrote for soprano and piano and orchestra, which is Kill Me Scordidite. It's an absolute gem. It really is, of, yeah. Of the repertoire of that. And, and lovely to have the pianist and... Which, and it, which will be Tom Poster. Which will be Tom, yeah, exactly. With Sophie Bevan. Yes, exactly. So, no, it's, it's some of Mozart's best music, really, in that concert. Mm. And there's one other element to all these concerts which you've been developing this year, the lock-in, where after the concert people can go into hall two in a more informal setting and have a different musical experience mm. sort of late night musical experience how have these been developing it's basically to have um a place where people can go afterwards and either unwind or see something different or uh, get a different flavor to what what they've seen in the mozart concert yeah so there's a very nice atmosphere where people are sitting on the ground or they're chatting or yeah and i think next year we'll probably aim actually for, for us even a slightly more uh raucous party-like flavor to, oh right so the, less of the chill out, chill out room, yeah there's going to be slightly less of, of that and more um uh, on your feetness to it but um plans are still in progress oh, it's nice. quite nice to keep it keep it flexible uh, but um, we've really enjoyed doing that strand. So thank you very much, and I look forward to your first concert on the 18th of March 2017. Thank you. Tickets for this concert are available online at kingsplace.co.uk forward slash Mozart's Piano.